Hello, thank you for joining us today. We're glad you made it. Here's your host of Time Out with Jim. It's Jim. With fibromyalgia, uh, how did you get diagnosed? What made you think it was time to get seen by a doctor? Well, um, I'm gonna say I've always suffered with pain and stuff like that, but it, once I had my last child in 2010, it started getting really bad. Um, my body just would ache and I would be exhausted all the time. And I was trying to figure out what was going on. So I went to, I was at the doctor pretty much like every other month. It seemed like with complaining with aching and pain and, you know, I couldn't hardly do anything. I used to be a morning person, wake up six o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden it was like hard, extremely hard for me to actually get up. So I was just like, okay, I'm in pain and something's going on. I don't know what's going on with my body. So for years, I went to the doctor and, you know, they would tell me, oh, well, you know, sometimes as we get older, you know, we have pains, but the pain persists, like it persisted for, I'm going to say about two or three years, at least before it started getting really bad. It was just a kind of like an even level, like, okay, I'm hurting, I'm tired. And then it just gradually got worse. So I went to the, doc I kept going to the doctor and they finally, you know, told me they they were wondering about my thyroid and everything and finally they were like basically you're a healthy woman there's nothing you know I don't know what to tell you and eventually they started doing blood tests and so with the blood test I had found out that I had Sjogren's syndrome and with the Sjogren's syndrome um you know they said that it seemed like it was lupus so they sent me to a uh, rheumatologist the rheumatologist basically tested me and did a bunch of stuff and they, they diagnosed me with Sjogren's but once I was diagnosed with Sjogren's they were like well you have fibromyalgia also so but that was I'm gonna say about maybe three years ago that I got diagnosed you had fibromyalgia you said three years um I was diagnosed with it three years ago okay. I, I believe I've had it um I'm gonna say since I hit about 18 19 that's when the pain started setting in. But once I had my first child, uh, I felt pain, but it was just like, okay, I got things to do. So I can't let it get me down. So it, I'm going to say since 2000, about 2005, I started feeling pain. Um, 2010, once I had my last child, it was just unbearable pain. Like to the point where I was just like, okay, this is not normal. So I'm going to say about 2005, I noticed it. I wrote, uh... Is it just pain that you're feeling, or is there any other symptoms besides pain? It's pain. It's um, It feels as if it's nerve mainly. Like, my skin sometimes is extremely sensitive. Um, it's hard for me to, like, get up. Like, it, my body aches. It's like a achy pain. So it's like sometimes it's like a – like a like when your hands get numb, how you have that tingling, like, pin needles – like, that's how my body feels at times, like pin needles, like stepping on pin needles. My hands, like, they go numb sometimes. My shoulders, I have spots in my back and in my knees and stuff like that, like certain places on my body that are, like, inflamed. Sometimes they swell up. So it's it's not just the, the pain. is It's, it's pain. It's the numb feeling. Um, it's, it's a lot to it, <laughs> like nerve stuff. Uh, during my research, uh, I read that people with uh, fibro get tired a lot. Yes. Is that true? It is absolute. Like, um, 
sometimes like in the morning it is extremely hard for me to get up i used to um have to set my alarm for five o'clock to get my children up at 6 45 but i had to wake up at five o'clock give myself that time to actually get up and to actually be able to move it would be in the morning sometimes it's like my body extremely exhausted like i don't know like when you run a mile like a couple miles and your body just feels like you can't do absolutely nothing like every muscle is sore and you're just tired like i just want to lay here don't even move don't touch me just leave me alone it's one of those types of like lethargicness is you have no energy and on top of that like it's just you cannot stay awake for nothing sometimes I'll, I'll be talking to my children or talking to people and i fall asleep like it's crazy how has your life changed from having five rows? Well, it has changed from me having a steady job to me basically having to pick up crafts because there's like with the situation with the fibro, you never really know when you're going to have a downtime, like an episode. That's what I call them, episodes. You never know when you're going to have an episode. And it had got to the point where I was um, in home health care and I had clients. And most of my clients were self-sufficient. They pretty much just needed a companion. And then I had um, switched over to full-time. And this is the, you know, when I was having an uptime, I had switched over to full-time. One of my patients had um, started going downhill and needed assistance, like getting up and stuff like that. And I remember one time, it was so bad. This is when I decided that I had to quit. Um, it was so bad that I was actually assisting a patient up. And my body gave out like absolutely gave out to the point where I almost dropped my patient and it hurt so bad to know that I almost dropped the patient you know like my body just was like nope not today and it, it's just like it you can't really having a steady job and being able to go outside and play and run around with the kids sometimes it is absolutely like it's impossible like they'll tell you, hey, do, you know, exercise and do all this stuff like that, you know, and sometimes it helps, don't get me wrong, sometimes it helps, but when you're too tired and you don't have any energy and your body is hurting so bad, it is extremely hard to do any type of exercise when you, like, literally don't have the energy to get up out of the bed. It's been times where I've had to call my kid, my oldest daughter, and I'm like, can you please just help me go to the bathroom and take a shower? Like, I can barely get in the tub, my joints swell up, um, my knees and stuff like that, they sometimes swell up. Um, a lot of the times, you know, you have to eat right. You have to eat a little bit better than what you normally do. That's one of the things that, um, like, it's it starts the inflammation in my body and starts different things or whatever. If I eat out, like if I eat fast food and stuff like that, a lot of the times it'll affect your body. So even eating, you can't eat everything you wanted to all the time. Um, drinking a lot of stuff, you know, it a lot of the stuff that I do every day or I used to do every day, you know, it's, it's not something that's feasible now because of the fibromyalgia. What are your personal tips for relief? Um, as far as eating habits, you have to do a lot more organic, not even necessarily organic, but more natural foods, more things that are alkaline. Um, when you eat a lot of acid, like stuff that's not alkaline, it, it affects your body in a bad way. So eating healthy, um, I do a lot of herbs. Um, I do CBD. Um, I'm not really too big on medication. The only time I really take medication is when it, whenever I am like 
extremely hurting to the point where I'm about to cry. But um, eating, um, trying to stay active, trying to, you know, battle that. You have to try to do something. But trying to be active, um, eating better, and doing a lot of herbal stuff like moringa and uh, turmeric is a big helper. Uh, I take turmeric. I take, like, I make soap bars with turmeric in it. I um, smoothies every like when I tell you I put put a lot of turmeric and moringa and um, ginger and stuff like that that are healthy for you I like I infuse that a lot with my everyday eating so eating right taking herbs um, CBD is a big help uh, it calms down the pain like the inflammation in your body if you're hurting really bad CBD kind of mellows it out to the point where you can actually tolerate it so pretty much those are the things that I do that would help out that helps out with me any other uh, tests for relief? Um, right now, they uh, they they have uh, recommended I do a chemo infusion. I am terrified of chemo. That's not something I really want to do. But I've taken um, a lot of different types of medication. I have battled with that. I battled with it for about a year, maybe two years. Two years of my life, I literally lost. And when I say I lost two years of my life, I was not coherent at all. I was so medicated that I didn't have any pain, but I also wasn't able to even help with homework with my children. I wasn't able to do anything. Like I was just so, in a, in a, for a lack of better words, I was so doped up that I didn't have any complaints. I didn't even have a personality. I didn't have any, like, a voice to even, because I was so medicated. Uh, a lot of the medicines that they put me on, they had put me on, um, I want to say Cymbalta. Cymbalta to help with the nerves and stuff like that. Cymbalta, it ended up making me suicidal. Um, I had got really depressed on it, you know. So it was like that, Lexapro, Lexapro. Um, they gave me that because whenever you're dealing with uh, um, any type of disease like this that's lifelong, you you overthink it sometimes so you get in the mood of this is going to be the rest of my life and I have to suffer and I have to go through you know so you're already in a down um mindset you have a down mindset you're not positive because you feel the pain you you see that your joints and everything's swollen you can barely lift your arms you can you can't hardly get up and you're exhausted so you already have that that negative that mindset so whenever they put me on some of the medicines because I've been on I'm gonna say probably about 15 different types of medication and you know they want to give you they want you to give them a month or two you know a couple months to get it in your system but once I was on those medications it was just absolutely horrible I don't know if it's a trial um I know the chemo infusion is kind of like a trial thing I don't I don't want to do it I am terrified I just felt like I was a pin cushion you know or a guinea pig and I was taking so much stuff and I was out of my mind I sometimes I hallucinated from some of the medications and it was just too much. So, I mean, I hadn't really been, I don't know if they were considered as trials or anything in that aspect, but I know that medication, I was tired of taking medication. When you uh, got diagnosed, did a regular doctor uh, diagnose you or did a specialist? Um, I had went to a rheumatologist. My um, physician, the family physician that I go to, she basically was clueless. Um, after seeing some of the markers for lupus in my um, inside of my blood or whatever, in my test results, that's whenever she just sent me to a rheumatologist because 
she basically told me, she was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do. So I went to the rheumatologist and the rheumatologist basically did more blood work and testing. And that's where I got diagnosed. Do you want to give a shout out uh, to your doctor? Dr. Chen. And um, he's, he's pretty awesome. And Lucia, Dr. Lucia, she's pretty awesome. They're in, uh, they're in Canton, Canton, Georgia. They're pretty awesome. Uh, they've worked with me through the whole process, you know, with me. They give me advice and, you know, even with, even with medical stuff, like they sometimes, you know, tell me it's okay to do a little herbal things and stuff like that. You know, the turmeric was one of the things that um, I say Dr. Lucia had told me to start taking. She was like, um, don't just put it in your food. You need to take the supplement stuff. So I do want to give a shout out to them because they were actually super beneficial. You say to uh, people who are who are just finding out they got fibro or trying to get on the uh, right uh, medicines or right therapy, what would you say to them? Try a lot of different things. Don't just try, try the pharmaceutical um the pharmaceutical medicines, try herbal medicines. Herbal medicine benefit you in so many different ways. Eat better. Um, try your best to keep a positive mood. Like you're, you're, you always got to be positive towards this because it's easy to get drowned in the negativity and thinking about it's going to be the rest of my life and, you know, all the pain and everything that you're going through. Try to be more positive and be more uplifting and do things, you know, you might not be able to carry a nine to five but you can do other things. There's things where you can explore your talents and, you know, different things. Like I've explored my creative side since I have been diagnosed because I can't, you know, carry a job. I can't actually work a nine to five because I have a lot of down days. So try different things. Do whatever makes you happy and live your life to the fullest. I'd like to thank Kobe for talking to me about fibromyalgia. I've learned learned a lot, and I uh, appreciate her taking her time out to talk to me. How did you get diagnosed? Uh, you know, what made you think it was time to get seen by a doctor? Um, what made me think it was time to get seen by a doctor was my extreme low energy. Um, I've with the well, I'm deficient when it comes to B12 and D2. Um. I don't like I don't possess those <laughs> my uh, I'm very deficient so therefore I knew that something was going on with my body I didn't know exactly what it was but I knew something was going on I would um, well like I don't know if you can, can tell today but I have a little outbreak I've always had clear skin ever since I was younger and all of a sudden I started getting rashes all up my arm and on my chest and right in here and on my forehead and I was trying to figure out what was going on with my skin. They sent me to a dermatologist. Dermatologist couldn't say anything to me. They um, told me it was a dermatitis. And I was just like, okay, so what is it from? And they couldn't tell me anything. The rash had got so bad that it carried on to my back. And my chest was broke out and my face is broke out. So I'm like, something isn't right. And at that time, it was summertime. So I was outside a lot. And I was driving around. And I had my arm outside of the window. And I've never really put it together, put two and two together, but um, I went to my doctor and I was just like, the sun is starting to burn my skin. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I feel little sparks on my skin whenever I'm in the sun. 
and I start getting welts like all over my body and then it'll turn into like a rash hmm. and they had tested me and tested me they're like well you know maybe you're just allergic to the sun maybe you know you, you have something on maybe it's your perfume maybe it's your lotion and after going I'm gonna say I went for almost a year complaining about my skin and they finally sent me well the dermatologist couldn't do anything for me they gave me all kind of creams and stuff like that so they sent me to the, that's when they sent me to the rheumatologist and the rheumatologist well they before they sent me to the rheumatologist that's when they tested me for um, lupus and the thyroid my thyroid lupus um, they tested me for so many things diabetes and they couldn't really come up with a conclusion other than I had lupus markers. So when I went to the rheumatologist, that's whenever they um, they tested me for everything once again, uh, retested me for everything. And they had told me, they said, uh, the test for Sjogren's, which is the last thing on the list that we can diagnose you or that you would um, possibly have, it's $150. At that time, I was just like, oh, $150 for a test, you know, oh, let me go ahead and take it. So I went on and took it, and that's when I was diagnosed with Sjogren's syndrome. So, um, how has your life been affected with having Sjogren's? Well, I can't be in the sun as much. Uh, my skin breaks out really bad. So, I kind of like, I limit my time in the sun, especially when it's really hot outside. I limit my time in the sun. Um, being around sick people, um, it's an autoimmune deficiency, so or autoimmune uh, syndrome. So, therefore, I can't be around sick people. Um, I get sick. I stay sick. Once I do get sick, my kids can have a cold for about two or three days. I'll have it for a month or two, at least. Uh, it typically turns into bronchitis and pneumonia. Those are the things in upper respiratory infections. Or I, I can't. I just can't be around sick people. Um, my immune system is not as strong as everyone else's. So, like, I can't, it's just certain things that I cannot do. I can't like eating certain stuff. It causes inflammation in my body. Once again, with the Sjogren's, it's, it's, uh, it's chronic fatigue and chronic pain. So with the, the combination of those two, you know, it's like a double whammy with fibromyalgia and uh, the Sjogren's. So they kind of mimic one another a little bit, but Sjogren's is more of a, if I get hurt, if I overwork myself, like I can, I can go do something, what the typical person would do. Probably if I stayed outside and played with the kids for about an hour, I'm going to come in about to pass out. Like I won't have the energy to do absolutely nothing. Like I will be extremely drained and I have to take a break. Sometimes the breaks, the, the little, okay, I'm going to lay down and I'm going to rest. Sometimes it gives me just a little bit more energy. Most of the time, it doesn't do absolutely nothing. Working out and, you know, doing stuff like that, people tell you to do those kind of things, you know, to help you out. It doesn't help. Um, it's like constantly tearing your body down. I have inflammation a lot in my blood. Well, and it shows, they do the blood test to show the inflammation in my body. And the inflammation gets so high. It's supposed to be under a 15. Mine's has been over like 58. And plus, you know, it, it stays up like that. So therefore, it's like you're constantly hurting. And it's like, you're like, I can't even explain the pain. It, it's excruciating. It's absolutely excruciating. And one of the signs that I have is my face and my body breaks out before I go into an episode. So I feel the, like, I'll see the signs of an episode coming. So it's just like, 
okay, I might be down for a day or two. I might be down for a week. I might be down for a month with the Sjogren's. So it's like, you can't really, you can't predict your day. You can't predict your life. You, you can't really plan too much ahead, like in the future, because you never know what you're going to feel like. And it's, sometimes it can get you down. It really can but you have to pace yourself a lot in life. You can't do everything like everyone else. You can't go out and, you know, oh, I'm going to walk a mile. You know, by the time you get probably a quarter into that mile, you are done for. Like, you're about to pass out. You, you have no energy. You're hurting. You know, it's, it's just sometimes it's, you, can't, you can't live your everyday life. You can't. Like, the old me is someone that, oh, I used to come outside. We used to be in the kids play Red Rover and, Duck, duck, goose, and stuff like that. I can't do none of that. Like, I can't. I have to monitor them playing. Like, okay, now you go, you go. I can't get in there and play the game with them because I get burnt out very quickly. So those are the things. Like, that's how it affects my life. You get burnt out very quickly. Uh, so basically, uh, you just pretty much gotta uh, stay in or limit your time outside. So medication don't help. Um, nothing that I've been on has helped at all. Nothing that has been that I've been on. Um, like I said, it it'll have you so out of your mind that you don't feel the pain. But to me, that's a treatment. I don't believe in treatments. I I rather do something that's going to actually be better for you. Like, and they have a lot of side effects. Like they um, with the Sjogren's. When my skin acts up, what they typically do is they, they put me on, um, I can't think of the steroid. It starts with a P. But they put me on the steroid, and it makes me more sensitive to the sun. So I could, like, how I'm sitting in my car right now, me sitting in my car, my skin would be totally broke out. Like, I would have red welts all, welts all over my face just from this little exposure to the sun that I have. Like, I couldn't do that, you know, and then they give you, well, also with uh, Sjogren's, you have dry eyes, dry mouth, all your mucus uh, membranes, they don't produce enough saliva. So therefore, you, you, you're dry. Your eyes, like, wearing contacts. I have on contacts now. Um, I don't have dry, dry eyes right now, but my throat is super dry. <laughs> and that's another thing that you have to deal with. So whenever your throat gets dry like that, a lot of the times, especially with this corona thing, you know, I have to keep me, I have to keep a bottle of water with me. I am terrified for someone to think I have corona because typically whenever my throat gets extremely dry, it starts to stick together. So when it sticks together, you start coughing. And people are like, look at me like, oh my goodness, like, go, go. And it's like, no, 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 I have an autoimmune deficiency and I don't have enough spit in my mouth and my throat is getting dry. That's it, you know, but it's little stuff like that. It's, it's, it's something that's nagging, but it's, it's something you learn to tolerate and deal with. You you find different ways to cope with that. Um, Sjogren also with the with no saliva in your mouth, it affects your teeth, and that's one of the biggest things um, that I battle with. I hate the fact that you lose teeth. Point blank, there's no nice way to put. It. You're gonna lose teeth because with not not enough saliva in your mouth, your teeth are you. It doesn't fight bacteria. Um, not even just doesn't fight bacteria. Sometimes your teeth will, like, they just are extremely weak, extremely sensitive. I don't know exactly what it's caused by, other than the saliva issue or whatever, but you tend to lose teeth. That was one of the things that my uh, rheumatologist had said to me when I first got there. She was like, I need to see your teeth. 
And I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird. You're a rheumatologist. Why do you need to see my teeth? She was like, because typically with most people who have Sjogren's, they have a lack of teeth. You have to get your teeth pulled out and or you have to get dentures or something like that because your teeth fall out. And I was just like, whoa, that explains a lot because when I was younger, ever since I was 17, like I've always brushed my teeth, but I've always had issues with my teeth, like them falling apart, breaking, you know, like in the back, my teeth would always fall apart and break. And, and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. But that's one of the symptoms of having Sjogren's. You have issues with your teeth, um, your hair falls. My hair has fallen out so many times. Like I have been almost bareheaded. Like it's gotten to the point where I had cut all my hair off and I was just like, forget it. I'm not going to go around here looking like, I don't know what, with barely any hair, you know, spots of hair because your hair falls out. It's, you just lose hair, you know, certain stuff like that. It's, I don't know what causes it, the autoimmune deficiency, you know, as far as that, as far as what is entailed in creating these issues, but it's, it, it happens. Um, my respiratory uh, system, sometimes it feels like an elephant is sitting on my chest. Um, with the Sjogren's, like I, it's basically what it is, is your immune system is extremely high. But in my case, my, my immune system is high, but it does not fight off like diseases. Like if I get a cold, it doesn't fight that off. It literally fights my body. That causes inflammation. It causes me to swell up and me to hurt really bad. So it like my, if I get a little sick or if I hurt myself, like let's say I hurt my wrist. Next thing you know, my wrist is going to start swelling. I don't know what it is that makes my immune system or my uh, cells, you know, my white T cells feel like, oh, that's, that's a problem. That's a foreign body in our, you know, a foreign object in our body. But whenever I have any type of injuries, typically my immune system attacks that area. It doesn't have to be any foreign bodies in my, like no disease, no, you know, no bacteria, nothing there. It attacks whatever is in pain. Like if I hurt my arm, it literally will swell up or, you know, stuff like that. So if I have a cold, Oh, it's absolutely horrible. I can barely breathe. Like my chest starts to, it feels like something is like I can barely breathe. So that's another thing with the Sjogren's it like your immune system. It is absolutely horrible sometimes. And it will attack your body. Even if there's nothing wrong, like you have issues, it's going to attack your body. It's going to make it where you can't breathe. I have brain fog some days. Like I can barely think like my words don't come out. And I'm pretty sure you can probably tell now because I used to, you know, my, my vocabulary is okay, but yet and still, for some reason, um, my mind doesn't really want to connect everything. So I have like brain fog. This is a good day for me though. It's not really a bad day, but I have brain fog where I can't think of words at all. Or I'm like in a whole nother world. And it's like, I'm sitting here looking at everything, but everything is just like passing by. And I'm like trying to focus and get myself together. And it's absolutely hard. It causes my anxiety because I have anxiety. It causes it to flare like crazy. There's been times where I was driving. Like I would go, like, let's say the library. One day I was going to the library. I had to um, take my daughter to the library, the city library. I've been there, I'm going to say at least a hundred times. I literally, it took me 45 minutes to get to the library from my house. And it was probably a 10 minute drive at the most because I lost, like I got lost and I, I couldn't think what street it was on, where it was. I had to pull over. And in the midst of me pulling over, I was having an anxiety attack because I was just like, how did I forget where the library is? How did I forget like, and I'm 
not thinking of even calling, but I'm like, hey, what's the or put it on GPS. I literally flipped out and I forgot. I didn't even know where I was. I was just like, I can't even remember what side of town this is. I don't know what's going on. Like, why am I like this? Stuff like that happens often whenever you have showrooms. Like, it attacks your, your brain. Like, there's nothing really you can do too much about it. Just take it easy. That's why I'll take the CBD because CBD combats it a lot. Um, you have brain fog. <laughs> and it's horrible. What would you say to people who are, uh, who is um, just finding out that they got Sjogren's and they are trying to deal with it? Um, pace yourself. Every day you have to pace yourself. You can't do everything that you used to do. Um, at one point in time, I, I remember someone had told me, it was like, you can't be superwoman. Because I would try to get everything done and I would burn myself out to the point where I'm like, it's okay. I can do it. Just give me a second. I would try to cook, like just cooking, like go to work, come home, try to cook dinner and clean up. And I would literally end up being on a, like, a computer chair, rolling myself around because I was so exhausted and I couldn't do much. But it's like, I have to get this done. I got to get it done. Pace yourself. It's okay to, it's okay to not get everything done that day. You know, it's all right. You know, whenever you feel better, go at it. Um, another thing, gastro issues. Uh, you have a lot of acid reflux. You have a lot of stomach issues. Um, when it comes to Sjogren's and stuff like that, your, your digestive system is not like it used to be. Like it's not. And you're going to have issues with that. Choose better choices when it comes to food. You have to, you have to pay attention to everything, every little sign that, that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like in your life, You'll have, most of the times, whenever, before you have a, a big episode, there's always small signs. Like, okay, you wake up one morning and you're feeling absolutely fine and you feel like a little bit of drag or maybe, you you know, your mind, you, you're not thinking as clear as you normally think. Pay attention to the signs because you will go, you're going to go into an episode and you're not going to be able to control everything. But if you know the signs, you'll be able to plan things out better and to be able to pace yourself so you don't get so burnt out because if you don't pay attention to signs you'll try to go head you know head first plan all this stuff get all this stuff done and you don't get anything done so pace yourself pay attention to the signs um eat better um try to do a little exercise whenever you feel like it. and one of the things that you know people don't understand whenever it comes to any of these diseases that i have a lot of people you know especially my family and stuff people always tell you all you have to do is exercise you just you can be healthier if you exercise. When you have absolutely no energy to get up and do anything, exercise is almost impossible. Like I, you get tired. Hey, just pace yourself. Don't plan ahead because if you plan ahead, you're going to be devastated because you're not going to get everything that you plan done. Just pace yourself and it. Like try to look at the positive things on this. You know, like when it comes down to it, like I said, it will have you in a bad headspace. You'll you'll be thinking a lot of negative. Think of the positive things about, you know, having Sjogren's and, you know, fibromyalgia. Yeah, it's not great all the time, but hey, it makes you sit back and actually pay attention to what's going on and not even just pay attention, but you appreciate things in life more. Like simple things like taking your kids to the park or going to the beach with the kids. You know, you appreciate things. Um, just sit back and enjoy life don't don't let it live you you got to live life but yet and still it gives you time to sit back and appreciate things 
So just, you know, try to be positive about it and all. Pay attention to your signs and be positive. I'd like to thank you for your time. Oh, no and, problem. Uh, huh? I said, no problem. And I appreciate you. No problem, no problem. If this episode touched you in any way, please share it with your friends and family.